Hello and welcome to level 65 of Free Extra Lives, a video game and trivia podcast. I'm your host, Tom Knight. Welcome. Happy holidays or whatever you call it. I'm back for another level of Free Extra Lives. I know I didn't make it for last week, so now we have an episode this week instead. I wasn't feeling too good. I hurt my back. I was not in a I was not in a position to record a podcast. Literally not being able to put myself into a position to sit on a chair and record a podcast. That's how it was. Now you're not here to hear about my 90-year-old back. You are here to listen to a podcast about video games and trivia. So let's get on with the show. You might have heard of somebody called Gabe Newell, who is the president of the video game developer and digital distribution company Valve, you know, Steam, where you got all your games from that you buy and then you never play. And Gabe Newell is actually out in New Zealand and has been since pretty much the COVID-19 lockdowns went into force earlier this year. And Gabe Newell has actually been keeping himself busy by getting involved with a company called Rocket Labs. Now, Rocket Labs is a private American aerospace manufacturer and small satellite launch service provider that have a wholly owned New Zealand subsidiary. During a rocket launch from Rocket Labs in November 2020, Gabe Newell actually partnered up with them to send a garden gnome into space for charity Now, why a garden gnome, you might ask? Well, the garden gnome in question is Gnome Chomsky. If you have played Left 4 Dead or if you have played Half-Life 2, you might know Gnome Chomsky. Gnome Chomsky made a debut in Half-Life 2, Episode 2, and actually featured a pretty incredible achievement where you have to carry this gnome from the start of the game to the end of the game, carrying it with you. You can put it down while you deal with enemies and such like. But there's an achievement to take Noam Chomsky from the start of the game to the end of the game. And let's just say at the end of the game, you may be putting Noam Chomsky in a rocket. That's the connection here. And also Noam Chomsky's in Left 4 Dead 2, where he could be picked up by scoring over 750 points in the shooting gallery minigame at the fairgrounds. So little Easter egg there. Going into real life, Gabe Newell teamed up with Rocket Labs to send a replica Noam Chomsky into space. And why? Well, they did it for charity. The rocket mission itself wasn't for charity, but Gabe Newell's involvement was. But there also was a slight scientific basis for the stunt, with Rocket Lab saying that the mission aims to test and qualify a novel 3D printing technique that could be employed for future spacecraft components. Gabe Newell also was giving money to a good cause for every person that watched the live stream of the launch, which took place back in November, Newell was going to donate $1 to the Pedagric Intensive Care Unit at the Starship Children's Hospital in Auckland, New Zealand. And of course, Newell had been staying in New Zealand since the start of the pandemic, so wanted to give something a little back to the local community there. And the video in the end had over 200,000 views, which meant Gabe Newell donated 200,000 to this children's hospital. There we go. We now have a gnome up in space. Well, actually, probably not because the 15 centimeter (laughs) titanium gnome was expected to burn up during the equipment's re-entry to the Earth's atmosphere. 
A gnome went to space, but a gnome didn't come home. But it was all for science and for charity. If you actually go and log into Left 4 Dead 2 or Half-Life Episode 2 or Half-Life Alex, the achievement Gnome Alone unlocks for any player following this successful launch. So if you head into any of those games, if you own any of those games, and you're curious to see these achievements roll out there, they are in there. It's quite funny how there was a connection between a space launch, a video game gnome, which was originally achievement, is now a new achievement because of the space launch. It's all connected in some way or the other. And just a little bit more on the scientific side of that, just in case you're interested, because this was Rocket Lab's 16th electronic launch called Return to Sender, and it successfully launched on November 20th, 2020, from the Rocket Lab Launch Complex 1 in New Zealand. The electron launch vehicle lofted 30 satellites to the sun-synchronized orbit at 500 kilometer altitude for a range of customers, including Tricep, Unseen Labs, Swarm Auckland programs for space systems, and global gaming software company Valve. The mission also included Rocket Lab's first attempt to bring Electron's first stage back to Earth under a parachute system for a controlled water landing before collection by a recovery vessel, a major milestone in Rocket Lab's pursuit to make Electron a reusable rocket to support an increased launch candidates for small satellites. All stuff for the future that one day is probably going to be not that amazing, but right now it's pretty incredible. And I'm all for advancements in our technology for space and beyond because there's a lot out there. And while we are drifting slightly away from video games, it is all connected in some way or the other. So yes, one small step for gnomekind, one giant leap for humanity. It's trivia time. So I was talking about space and here we go. We have a space question. Can you name the planet in our solar system that is closest to the sun? The correct answer is Mercury. Zipping around the sun in only 88 days, Mercury is the closest planet to the sun and it's also the smallest, only a little larger than the Earth's moon. Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. How long have you waited to play a sequel for a video game? Sometimes it might be reasons out of your control. You've been waiting for that developer to make that sequel or that third part of your trilogy. And sometimes it takes a while. Or maybe you just haven't got round to playing that next installment of a game that you enjoyed. Hey, life happens. The reason why I bring this up was because I have finally played the next installment of a video game and it took me 19 years to do that. Now, this wasn't completely my fault. And the franchise in question is Shenmue. Now, Shenmue is a action RPG game that originally came out on the Dreamcast back in 1999, with the follow-up being in 2001. And then, well, the Dreamcast didn't go on for much further than that, sadly. And we were left without the next installment of the Shenmue saga. Now, Shenmue re-emerged on the original Xbox, in the form of Shenmue 2. Subsequently, Shenmue 1 and 2 was remastered and has launched on various consoles as well over the past years. And if you have been listening to this show for a long time, you might remember back in level 18 when I talked about Shenmue, Shenmue 2 specifically, that was a big influence for me in one of my first travel adventures in the world where I went to Hong Kong because that's where the second Shenmue game was set. And it was a big influence for me to actually do that. So to pick up this game 19 years after 
the last game that I played. 19 years, a lot of time has passed then. I've changed quite a lot as a person. Lots of things in my life have changed since then. And it is quite incredible to sit down to play the next installment of a game where you have this nostalgia, you have all these memories and feelings about those original games. And part of you is like, should I even be playing this? Is it gonna ruin everything? Is it gonna destroy my legacy of this game? Of course, it's a worry, but you know what? I was very excited to sit down and finally get my hands on Shenmue 3. It was actually released back in November 2019. It's just taken me an extra year to finally get round to playing it. It's received mixed reviews and it's been, critics have been a bit divided over its similarity to its predecessors and calling it a bit outdated. And some have been praising its faithfulness to the franchise as well. And I'm actually one of those people that are praising this game. And I'm not telling you to run out and buy Shenmue 3. That is the last thing I'm doing here right now. Shenmue is just a video game series that holds very dear to my heart, even though it has been a commercial failure. But hey, sometimes that's just the way with these things, right Firefly? It was just incredible to be transported back to my younger self playing this game and feeling all those feelings again. And just that being captured to me has been an incredible experience. And again, this is not a review for Shenmue 3. I'm just talking about weights between games and how that sometimes can be a long time. And I actually asked the question out of my Discord and Bilal came back and said that it's a typical story for them with regards to Blizzard games waiting for the likes of StarCraft and Diablo because StarCraft 2 and Diablo 3 both took more than a decade from their earlier versions. So that's more of a developer side working on the games. And also the same for Acid Tears where Kingdom Hearts, it was almost 15 years between Kingdom Hearts 2 and Kingdom Hearts 3. I think that does create some sort of anticipation and some sort of hype. Uh, in this case, it was slightly more unique with Shenmue 3 as it initially was a Kickstarter campaign. It is the fastest campaign to ever raise $2 million in under seven hours. And it's the highest funded video game in Kickstarter history as of 2020 with over $6 million. So there was a lot of people out there wanting this to happen. And that is the fortunate thing with the likes of Kickstarter these days that games that potentially didn't do well initially were commercial failures still have that cult following and still have a chance to be made to continue those stories that otherwise might get left behind. And nostalgia, you know, it's one of those things that you can look back fondly at games that you played. And again, I was quite pleasantly surprised just playing Shenmue 3 and the nostalgia that I have for Shenmue 1 and 2 was right there. It was like, okay, I'm playing this game. Yeah, it's got a bit of jankiness to it, which the original games had, which I actually <laughs> end up loving the games for. And just the fact that it was able to capture all that and give me an experience that didn't make me feel like, oh my goodness, I should have just left this in the past. It should have just stayed in the past. And I just want to say I'm really appreciative for having that feeling. But have you had any similar feelings? Have you waited a long time between sequels for reasons out of your control or just you just haven't got around to playing it? I'd love to hear your stories with regards to waiting it out to play the next game in a franchise and what that experience was like for you. It's trivia time. So I was talking about waiting, weights, you know, wait, waiting, weights. Some of those can be lifted to make you strong. See what I did there? 
Can you name the SNES boxing video game that released twice in North America in 1994 and 1996 and was included as a minigame in the GameCube version of Fight Night Round 2? Is it Super Punch Fight, Super Punch Out, or Super Knockout? The correct answer is Super Punch-Out! Did you get that one right? If you did, give yourself an extra life. And finally, on this level of free extra lives, it is the season, isn't it? It is the season to be, well, jolly, merry. I know, it's been a bit of a year really, and those feelings feel a bit strange, but nevertheless, it is that holiday season for many of us out there. and. What does your holiday season look like for you? Because I feel like there's something special when the weather starts to get a bit colder outside. And of course, I'm talking about the Northern Hemisphere because down in Australia, down in New Zealand, getting a bit warmer there, totally opposite effect there. So I apologize, a slightly Northern Hemisphere favored segment happening right now. But I really do feel like it's the time to snuggle up with some video games and we all have traditions over holidays no matter what holiday it is we do have traditions and sometimes that comes in the form of what music we listen to what tv we watch what movies we watch but does that apply to video games as well do you have any holiday video game traditions when i think back overall i think the tradition to me goes back to a kid where waking up christmas day and opening the video games that you got and being excited to play them for like non-stop for the Christmas week or when I was a bit younger as well getting that Christmas money and going out to the Boxing Day sales which is a day after Christmas here in the United Kingdom where basically everything goes on sale and you can pick up lots of games for cheap and I used to love doing that and coming home with a big stack of games back when I used to really go out and buy games <laughs> back when we used to really go out that was a really special experience for me too but these days not so much as regards to traditions, but more just feeling and finding those games that make me feel a bit cozy when playing. And in recent years, this has actually seen me play a bit of Final Fantasy XIV over the winter months. It's just been a great one to fire up and also pester a few friends to get hooked on it too. And that might be the case again this year, I don't know. But with the changes to Final Fantasy XIV this year, which included a really generous free trial, which, which includes you being able to level up to level 60 and play through the first expansion, which is something I've never experienced but heard a lot of good things about, I actually decided to remake Final Fantasy XIV account and jump in there without the pressures of subscriptions and feeling like I have to play it because I've subscribed to the game. I'm going to go in there and maybe just enjoy what the offerings of the free trial is right now. And another game that I've also picked up recently is the CD Projekt Red online TCG Gwent, which is the Witcher card game. And I'm a big fan of online TCGs. I like playing a lot of them. Obviously that comes from my time playing a lot of Hearthstone and I like to check out the competitors there as well. And recently been playing a bit of Gwent because you know, the Witcher, we all like the Witcher, don't we? And I've been enjoying just playing that game. That game's also available on mobile. It's just a great way just to, you know, cozy up on the sofa, pull a blanket over and get down with The Witcher. Well, Gwent, not, not actually The Witcher. We're not we're dealing with The Witcher here, but 
we're dealing with the cards, you know, it's all about the cards. Another game I recently just picked up as well in the humble choice is a game called Children of Morta, which is a game I probably will cover in a later level of Reaction Live. This is a pixel art roguelike. Reminds me very much like of Diablo and it's based on a family who all have different skills. It's also local co-op and online co-op is coming to that game as well. So again, that might be something I will cover in a later level. Or maybe, you know, you've picked up your PS5 or your new Xbox, or maybe that's a touchy subject. I'm sorry for bringing that up. And you're going to be snuggling up with a hot chocolate, playing some Cyberpunk 2077 because that's the big one launching over the holidays of 2020. And yes, there's a lot of controversy around there with regarding the crunch. And again, CD Projekt Red being brought to light here again. I'm not going to get into that too much here, but I think that's been a game that's been hugely anticipated. And obviously there's been delays there as well. A lot of people are going to be very excited to be playing that huge game. And whatever happens with that, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of positive experiences from a gameplay perspective just looking at that side of things. So what does your holiday season look like? Of course, we also have the Steam Winter Sale that's going to be coming up. So that's always a great time to snag a few bargains and play a few games that you've been wanting to get your hands on. I know I always spend quite a bit of money doing that. And I also love gifting games over the holiday season as well. Just picking up a few games, seeing what people have on their wish list, or just sending people a few games that I think, you know what, you'll like this, or, you know, I like this, so you better like it. But yes, the holiday season is upon us. I hope yours is a jolly experience full of video games, relaxing, and video games. Oh, I already said that. Oh, well, it's trivia time. So we were talking about the holidays, talking about winter, talking about, you know, whether we're getting colder, when it gets colder outside. It snows. It snows. It really does. So here we go with this trivia. As of recording on the 31st of January 2016, the largest snowball fight outdoors, according to the Guinness World Records, took place in which country was it? Canada, Sweden, or United Arab Emirates. The correct answer is Canada. The largest snowball fight of 7,681 participants was achieved at an event organized by the city of Saskatoon, Poshtash Corp, Winter Shrines Festival, and Yukigasen Team Canada in Saskatoon, Saskatchewan, Canada on the 31st of January 2016. My goodness, that was a mouthful. This event was organized to send off Team Canada for the Showa Shinzen International Yukigasen World Championship, an annual professional snowball fighting competition. There you go, I'm learning so much right now. And if you got that one right, give yourself an extra life. And here we are at the end of another level of Free Extra Lives. How did you do on the trivia this week? Why not let me know over on social? You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Free Extra Lives. You can let me know there. And you can email the show, podcast at 3 if you have any feedback. You can share feel-good stories or any comments about this level or any other levels that you've listened to. I would be greatly appreciative to hear from you. And as always, you can find the show notes for this level over at 3 Everything there that I've mentioned, so you don't have to go searching 3 And with that, we have reached the holiday break 
at three actually. So I'm gonna be taking a little bit of time off to rest, to recover, like I say, to play video games and just to relax. I'm gonna be doing a bit of essential travel over the holidays as well. So the show is gonna be on a little break, but it will be back in your ears on January 19, 2021. So with that, I want to wish you all a very safe and stress-free holiday period. I want to wish you a happy new year, of course. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot going on in this world right now, and it feels a bit weird saying those things, but still, I wish you all the best over the coming holidays, and I hope you get everything that you wish for, and I will see you all in level 66. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.